Welcome to the Chick Monks Podcast, where we explore the spiritual path of contemplative Christianity with a female voice and perspective. I've been discussing a thought a lot recently that our dating app, Instagram, bachelor culture has created this perfect storm for people to view one another as disposable. We consume one another and quickly discard, move along to the next partner, the next friend group, or even church, and know that there's always another option out there. I'm quick to condemn modern society, but in reading these few verses from the Sermon on the Mount, I'm reminded this isn't a societal problem as much as maybe it's a human problem. Acquire, consume, discard, repeat. Jesus steps into this problem, into people treating one another this way and feeling self-justified because they know they're not technically breaking any laws. And from there, he raises the bar. These few verses from the Sermon on the Mount don't raise the bar for moral behavior in order to set some impossible example to try to achieve, though. Jesus isn't trying to scare his audience into repenting or getting their acts together. Jesus is protecting the disempowered and marginalized people of the society by putting the onus of responsibility where it belongs. The agent of power, the holder of status, this is the person who is responsible for creating social systems of love and self-sacrifice instead of consuming, using, and abusing one another. Jesus sought out the marginalized during his ministry because the systems of power had failed them and they needed intervention. And here, he's addressing the perfectly legal injustices that put them there, teaching that the issue is not with the law here. It's something much deeper in the hearts of people that needs to change. A close friend of mine is in the middle of more chaos and injustice in her life than I could ever even dream would exist. We talked on the phone this week, and after all the details and the updates and the groans over the whole horrible situation, we're all caught up. There was a moment of pure exasperation as she tries to figure out how to keep going. How do I even handle this? How do I move forward? She asked, how do I do this and be like Jesus? Friends, Jesus didn't create another impossible standard to compare ourselves to. Jesus is not abolishing the law, nor creating a new one, but fulfilling it. This is not a message to try harder to be like Jesus. In fact, the harder you try to be anything you aren't already, chances are what you'll create is a facade. And when life's mess hits the fan, you'll find it hard to feign that patience, faith, compassion, whatever the fruit was, it will be revealed in the time of difficulty as imitation fruit. Growth, transformation, change, they don't happen by thinking and trying harder about how to get there. They come from an environment of safety and nurture. 
Transformation into love comes from an authentic encounter with your own belovedness. People in power will never use their power to protect others until they see that they don't actually need that power at all. A craving for justice cannot come simply by an increased intake of information. Knowing what's wrong in the world doesn't make it easier to lay down our own comfort or power for the sake of making a change. And dwelling on who or what you'd like to become doesn't create that becoming. And often it really just puts us at war with ourselves. Picture a daffodil. The plant doesn't decide to work hard to grow its flower, at least not that I'm aware of. But when the soil and water and sunlight are all present, and when the springtime temperature is finally right, they bloom almost in unison because they have everything they need. And that's what a daffodil does. Jesus is teaching is not demanding you become someone you are not. Jesus reminds us of who we already are. Beloved children of God, participants in the divine reality of love and creation, agents of healing justice in the world, and also broken people, who are afraid of the dirty, messy, sinful parts of ourselves. With open arms, Jesus welcomes us in. And he's unsurprised by the wounds we carry and the darkness we find in ourselves and the resistance we find at war even with our own selves. And from this place of acceptance and compassion, from our belovedness, we witness our own lives beginning to transform into the perfect life of Christ. We're freed from the war with ourselves, freed from our striving and our self-centered agendas, our needs to put other people down and grasp for power. We're freed to love God and love our neighbor. May it be so.